Howdy and welcome to the 25th Bonanza Boys episode. I'm your host and commissioner, Steel Gibson, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Kermis. Matt, we made it. How you doing? Steel, I'm doing great. You're catching me uh, by surprise just as much as the listeners. Quarter uh, century, though. I didn't, didn't I realize know. 25 had come and gone so quickly. Yeah, uh, I figured I, I'd, I'd save that little gem uh, for your genuine reaction. <laughs> But a very exciting, you know, I think I think 25 is a nice milestone in the podcast world. Um, oh, I forgot to tell you guys, back in Seattle, like, uh, you know how the Spotify does the, uh, the recap? They yes. also do a recap for on the other side, on the host side. So it was like something like, I think we had 15 or 16 unique listeners. Four of our listeners, it was their most listened to podcast. It was just all these great stats, you know two countries like oh we're going international love it anyways i'm glad to be here back into the swing of things um i guess should we should we hop right into the the transaction news which was pretty exciting this week i thought yeah it was we had our biggest biggest waiver claim of the year um at least monetarily for sure um dj's ad claiming max pacioretty after he was dropped by back spasms for a whopping 80 dollars I should check. Was that all of uh, Brendan's money left, or does he have some? Does he have a little bit? Oh, he's still got fifteen dollars. He's still got fifteen dollars. So, but still eighty dollars, but far and away the largest. Um, yeah. And he beat out myself. I, yeah. I had sixty-five, and I think you were at forty something. Yeah, I was at forty-four. I figured 44. Uh, maybe Matt was looking to get him, and he had forty-three. So I was like, I'll I'll come in above him just in case, but. Yeah, um, I, w- I think everybody was, well, I guess not everybody since only three of us bid, which I was surprised at, but. I was surprised by that too. I thought. He's like 10th on the season by average. So he's, when he's playing, he's doing unreal. Um, but yeah, so wrist surgery, I think he got it at the end of December. Uh, maybe they hold him out till playoffs. I don't know with Eichel coming back potentially and cap stuff, but you know, who knows what they'll be able to get away with slash if they'd want to do that anyways. So, um, yeah, congrats to Brennan on, on getting what could be a key piece for a championship run. Championship run. And I would wager if he's healthy, he potentially has keeper potential. He's uh, yeah. very strong, especially in our league, like the hits, the shots and w- with Eichel playing, you know, next year, probably Eichel stone patch if they top load that line, that is deadly to think about. So, um, I thought I was. I thought we were going to see someone spend hundred dollars on him. I was shocked to see him get dropped, yeah. even though I knew he was injured. Um, I thought this was going to be a triple digits. I was. I was debating dropping all of it on him. I just. I just wasn't confident uh, in having another IR player, um, as as my team has been hurting the past couple of weeks. But yeah, for keeper white, he's got uh, the the. New York duo with Panarin and Zabanajad. I assume he's not going to drop Panarin. I assume he'll keep him. Um, and then I guess, you know, Lindholm would be the next obvious candidate there. So we'll see, maybe. Yeah, definitely not. It doesn't, it's not like he has McKinnon, Kucherov, and, and Barkov or something. Like he's clear, yeah. you know, doesn't yeah, have there's the, a conversation most, for sure for him to have. There is. but uh, So that was exciting. And with that, we'll get into the first matchup of the week, week 13. Um, and that matchup was between Steele, Nelly Spaghetti, and Danny, uh, the manager of Team Gritty. And this was a shocker, folks. Danny <laughs> takes home his second win of a season with a close <laughs> 7-5 to five victory over Steele. I'm happy Steele can laugh about it because... What else do you have if uh, if you can't laugh at losing to Danny, who is now um, I'm two and eleven. Two so, and eleven, yeah. And he's, he's and he's two and in his last two weeks he's though, streaking. so I better watch out because I'm he's coming he's coming hard and fast after me this week. But um, and the stats weren't super close. Danny did did have a pretty good lead in most of his categories, especially the plus seventeen and the plus minus. Um, I know this was a tough loss for you, uh, losing to Danny at one eleven. I think we both, I'm sure we both picked you, um, in the look ahead and you're, you know, teetering fighting for the playoff life there now, six, six and yeah. one. So what are your thoughts on this one? 
Yeah, well, I mean, this was the prize banana performance of the week. Uh, I'm sorry if I stole your thunder on this one, but um, it, it came. We were tied going into Sunday, and I knew Saturday night. I messaged you and Ryan. I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna lose to Danny." And Ryan, being the one who just recently lost to Danny, was like, "Join the club." So, uh, yeah, he he's his guys did what they needed to do. Uh, I think I was leading by assist by one. I think maybe uh, going into Saturday or Sunday, and he managed to to flip that with five assists of his own to, to take that category. Um, and he must've flipped something else as well there, but, uh, anyways, um, yeah, I saw, I was whatever Washington was on the power play and OV to, or Kuznetsov or yeah, sorry, OV from Kuznetsov. And that was all she wrote. So congrats to Danny. Um, always like to see teams bounce back and you know what? I was pretty happy with how the, the guys performed. Yeah. You can't, uh, you can't get too down. Yeah, they they did okay minus Andre getting lit up in net. Yeah, that's um always tough when your goalies uh don't contribute, but like you mentioned, Danny was number 1 on the prize banana this week. That's got to be the first time this season, potentially the first time since we've started doing the prize banana in general. I, I would say well, I think I'm, I'm I think sure. prize banana was just oh no, I guess we did it last season too. Um but yeah, I would say first time that I can recall. For sure. Yeah, I, and I feel yeah, I feel like we would remember because it's so monumental <laughs> as it is. And you came in at seventh. Uh, you would have gone four, five, and two this week. So we'll look at your team, but your strong performers. Um, yeah, like you said, you had a couple guys have a pretty good week. Um, Anze Kopitar bounced back a little bit. Three games played, he was two goals, three assists, plus five. No power play points. Five shots on goal, thirty faceoff wins, and a block. And Sam Bennett had a strong week as well which you'll be happy to see. He, he's been underperforming a little bit over the last couple weeks, I think. But uh, three games played, four goals, two assists, plus seven. Um, if if Danny didn't have Huberdo, you might have had a, a, a bit more of a chance there because they kind of, I guess, evened each other out. But uh, one power play point, nine shots on goal, 16 faceoff wins, five hits and a block. And Roman Yossi continues to chug along for you. He's got to be one of your... Yeah, he is. He's ranked sixth overall right now. Um, three games played for him, one goal, four assists, minus one, three power play points, 18 shots on goal, three hits and six blocks. So very impressive. Yeah, he's been a joy to own this year and definitely pushing himself into keeper conversation. So we'll see what happens there. Stay tuned. But uh, Danny on the good side, uh, you know, multiple guys here, McKinnon chipping in with three goals and assists, uh, two of those coming on the power play, 25 shots and faceoff wins apiece. Uh, Jonathan Huberto, Florida, absolutely dismantled the Jackets, uh, and he was a big part of that. Two goals, five assists, plus eight, two power play points, 11 shots on goal. And while he did have a few other good skater performances in net, uh, you got to go with Najelkovic here. Three games started, just the one win. He had a very curious goalie line here, Danny did. Um, but a 169 and a 946 save. Yeah, so Danny's goalie stats were six games started, just the one win. But he had a 210 goals against and 933 save. So pretty good on those two, but uh, just the teams weren't getting the wins there. Yeah, kind of odd to see such a high, such strong peripherals and such low wins. Normally you think that would translate but uh, not in this case. And and I didn't even realize McKinnon, 25 shots in four games. That yeah. is, that's crazy. I know he hit 10, one He's game. Been ripping. He has been trying to get the, that goal total up. Um, so your weak performers had to go back to the well or, um, you know, the dry well, I guess. Tyler Sagan, he has been, yeah, fuck. continued to be bad. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, I must say, I, I wanted him in the draft. I was like, bounce back candidate. He was, Top ten to easily, yeah. I, I'm sure you were, um, but three games played last week, no points, even um, for only four shots on goal, which is that's really the telling it's sign for card. him. Yeah, he used to be three, four shots a game easy. Um, Fifteen faceoff wins, four hits, and three blocks. And like you said, your goalies um, Ottinger and Fransuz um, combined for. Uh, four games started, three wins, so almost the opposite of Danny here, and then yeah. a goals against of a, about you know three point two somewhere around there, save percentage of about eight seventy. So um, you got the wins, but you didn't get the the saves and the and the low goals against. 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to. Well, uh, well, Kemper's injured. I don't know for how long. So Francouz, or however you pronounce it, will uh, take over the net in the meantime. And Varlamov's been chugged along. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, the poor performers for Danny. Um, Mark Shifley was pointless. Farabee only had one goal with six shots on net, which you know I guess is decent for a caliber player of his, if that made sense. And that's kind of the ones I wanted to highlight. I mean, I guess you could touch on Rensky, uh, just the one assist and a minus four. But when you're allowing, I mean, allowing nine goals on net, it's tough to have a, a plus game. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure Line did have a plus game there as well. Um, but anyways, I digress. And in net, uh, Mr. Allen in Montreal just had the one game started, a 698 save, sorry, 698 goals against and a 714 save. So uh, that was his lone blemish uh, in between the pipes. Yeah, and I don't think Allen didn't stay in the whole game, so that's why those high numbers didn't impact Danny's performance as much as you might think. Um, And I don't know if this was the case last week, but Danny also has three players on either COVID or or IR that aren't... uh, um, In a spot, yeah. Yeah, and he's got two other... He's got Radulov and Spurgeon right now in the IR slot, so he's even though he did beat you in games played. So, uh, you know, we're all dealing with outs and COVID protocol and just injured people too. It's, it's pretty, pretty tough stretch for everyone. Who do you have for your MVP here? I think we might've talked about him already, but I, I went with Huberto. Um, the, the assist was really the one that he needed to get to get the win. So, uh, uh, that's, that's why I went with Huberto. Yeah, that's that's fair. I was debate. I think I was between Huberdo and Nijelkovic, and I ended yeah. up going. I ended up going with Nijelkovic just because y- your goalie your goalie stats weren't great, but um, they weren't they weren't terrible. Like a sub three goals no, against were, is yeah. not too bad, um, and you got you had the wins. So um, all Danny need and and Nijelkovic also got the one point six nine and then nine forty six over three games started. So that really gave him you know, a pretty solid lead in those categories. All right. uh, So we'll head into our next matchup, which features yours truly manager, Matt Kermis uh, versus manager, Neil back spasms versus the real slim Brady. And uh, this one was a tie. Uh, Did I, did I predict this one to be a tie? I I predicted one to be a tie and then I said no to it, but we'll pretend it was this one. Um, once again, this matchup I think was pretty well decided going into Sunday. Uh, Backus Neil did have, uh, Elias Pettersson going, and I believe you had, I forget what goalie going. I, no, um, I had, uh, Dem- must have been Demko, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Demko got the back-to-back on the weekend, that's right. Um, he got the win. He got the win, uh, but uh, unless Peterson was throwing up like uh, a multitude of shots, uh, it wasn't really going to make a difference. He did get two goals to widen that gap, but uh, still a fairly close matchup. Um, and... You know, it seems like the bottom half of the league, it might be heating up here a little. Yeah, that, and that um, can put the fear of God in some of the people who are higher up, maybe thinking about um, thinking more towards the playoffs and seeing some easier matchups. But it's good to see uh, some of the lower teams still performing and taking wins away from uh, some of the people who are maybe fighting for the, the upper third of the league. Yeah, for sure. I was I was happy to see because I thought I was going to drop out of the playoff spot uh, with the the loss, but I saw everybody that was uh, around me not winning. So uh, that was that was a nice little, I guess, uh, what's the word? I'm like consolation prize. Uh, but we'll look at your good players. Uh, speaking of waiver wire pickups, Mister Joe Pavelski uh, keeps on chugging away. Uh, what a, what a return on investment for you. Two goals, four assists, uh, one of those on the power play with seven shots and 18 face-off wins. Uh, Debrinkat's having a, a bit of a, I guess he's, yeah, I would say since goal, since the uh, coaching change, he's, he's come to life a little bit more. Uh, two goals, three assists, uh, two of those coming on the power play, six shots on goal, four hits. And Kucherov has been uh, pretty well lights out since he's been back from injury. Three goals, four assists, plus four, three power play points, and fifteen shots on goal. So, um, I you know I always debated Kucherov at two, but uh, yeah, you got to be happy with how he's doing. Love to have some consistent uh, consistent point production. I mean, Kucherov was my first round pick, and I've had a lot of other people 
perform some weeks and then not perform other weeks. Kucherov is the type of guy that can perform week in, week out, and probably should with a team like Tampa. So, um, yeah, definitely happy to have him back. Um, Speaking of players that will seem to always perform, we'll look at Neil's team here. And he had a he had a bunch of strong players this week, um, some pretty evenly distributed scoring. Um, I'll look at Miko Rantanen for Colorado. In three games played, he had three goals, one assist, plus three, uh, one power play point, fifteen shots on goal, and then three each of faceoff wins, hits, and blocks. Alex Kalorn as well. I might be writing might be riding shotgun with Kucherov. I, I'm not sure. Um, but in three games played, he had one goal, four assists, plus four, just the four shots on goal and the two hits. And that's Kaloran's calling card a little bit is the points are there when they're there, but when they're not, um, he doesn't do too much else. And then the story of the week for Neil to get the tie was, um, the goalies Sorokin and Shesterkin really lit it up. Shesterkin in particular, two games started, two wins, a 1.0 goals against and a 969 save percentage. And he hasn't really, after a couple rough games, when he first came back, he, he has really got back-to-back shutouts, um, you know, spanning a couple of weeks, but he's still ranked 21 in the league and looking like a really good draft pick for Neil. Yeah, I think, I think he's a top three goalie on the season. I could be wrong. I, I haven't uh, checked as much here. And on the weak side for yourself, um, honestly, it was tough because the guys that uh, look bad only really played one game. Um, but you know, Jack Hughes, one game, but pointless, which is, uh, not something we've seen from him since he's come back. He's kind of lit the world on fire. Um, I guess we could go with Mr. Evan Rodriguez, who I think at least had two games here. Um, is that right? Yeah, he had two, three. Yeah, three games. There we 11, go. 13, yep. uh, and he, yeah, he was pointless through that with just three shots on goal and four face-off wins. So perhaps, uh, his magic has run out. And then uh, going into net, uh, both your goalies didn't have the best of weeks, but uh, Thatcher Demko with four games started, uh, just got the one win there on the Sunday, but had a 355 and an 875 save. Um, so hopefully you're looking for those two to bounce back for you. Yeah, and hoping that Gibson comes out of COVID protocol somewhat soon because he's been, he's been pretty steady over the last uh, few weeks for me when he was available. But we'll look at Neil's weak players and start with Charlie Coyle on the Bruins. Three games played while some of the other Bruins had huge weeks, as we'll talk about a bit later. Um, Coyle went with no points, minus one, only two shots on goal, 20 faceoff wins and three blocks. So they're just for the faceoff wins, um, which Neil did not end up winning that category. Ricard Raquel, also three games played. I think the Ducks may have been a little bit flat last week they only scored four goals in three games so that could have something to do with it and yeah three games played no points minus three 14 shots on goal two hits sorry two face-off wins five hits and three blocks and john klingberg who is the discussion of much uh much trade talk right now and three games played for klingberg didn't do himself any favors no points minus three four shots on goal and three hits so while he may be a real-world trade target, I don't think he's necessarily a fantasy trade target. Not at the moment, Ooh, at least. Good line, good line. And I was waiting for you to say the prize banana, and I realized, hey, this was my intro. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Neil came in at uh, the bottom here. We had four guys with a 1-8-2 and two record. Um, I had to check. I entered the numbers like four or five times right because it was as confusing as an Alabama family tree here. Um, so <laughs> Neil was 1-8-2. and two. And he was, he came last of that. I think he was uh, zero, he zero one and two in terms of those four guys. How you guys would have done against each other? Neil got his one win against me. I had to double check that like five times. But anyways, um, and yourself was also one eight and two coming in at tenth. Uh, so a lot of ties this week. Uh, not not just in that bottom patch, but throughout. So it was very interesting to see. And a lot of people had ten goals this week. I think almost half the league. Yeah, I guess maybe that that happens with so many players out, COVID protocol, a lower number of games. Maybe there's a little bit more chance that people are getting similar numbers. For sure. All right, uh, MVP, who'd you go with? Had to be Shesterkin. His goalie stats were just too strong this week. I agree there. uh, 
rest of the categories that Neil won, there wasn't really any strong performer there, maybe Rantanen, but yeah, Shesterkin all the way for me. Yep, made, he made the difference really. And, you know, also Carter Hart and Thatcher Demko made, did their own work <laughs> to make the difference on my team. But we'll look next at um, our, our next matchup, which is DJ Zibanejad, manager Brendan, who has vaulted into first with a win over uh, Big Cat Vassy. Um, and that's Jags. So yeah, Brandon wins a close matchup over Jags seven to four and back into solo first after being out for, I think just a week. Um, and Jags drops below 500 to six and seven. Um, and this was Brendan really ran away with the skater categories and Jags did his best with, uh, the goalie categories, still winning wins, goals against and save percentage, but also this is an interesting matchup to review, especially from Brendan's side, because Brendan had what must have been the biggest game disparity this week. He had 55 and Jags had 46. Most other teams were around 50. So um, those nine games could have played a pretty big factor. And yeah, Brendan was sixth on the prize banana here at five and six and Jags was 11th at one, eight and two. Yeah, another another close one. I can't remember if this one was also decided going into Sunday with just that one game left. But uh, looking at Jags' strong performers here, uh, Anton Lindell, he seems he's been doing great on the waiver wire manager Jags has this season. I don't know if that's because uh, his girlfriend Natalie might be running his team, but who knows. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so he had two goals, three assists, uh, plus three, one power play point, 10 shots on goal, and 18 faceoff wins, which is uh, pretty great coverage in all those categories. And his teammate, Anthony DeClaire, continues to chug along with, uh, I believe he's one with Huberto and, Huberto and Bennett, uh, with pretty much similar stat line. Two goals, three assists, uh, plus eight. Uh, one of those coming on the power play and five shots on goal. And Burkowski, uh, I can't remember if this was a waiver wire or a draft. Um, I always get confused between Burkowski and Buchnevich. I think it was a waiver wire. I'm sure uh, he's but, been on the wire a couple times. Yeah. Two goals, four assists, a plus six, uh, nine shots on goal. And then in net, uh, Vasilevsky came in clutch, although Peterson certainly didn't hurt as they combined for four games started, four wins, a 125 and a 939 save. Yeah, and I was just peeking at Duclair. I didn't realize he's plus 28 on the season and only ranked 96th, which seems like maybe he's lacking in some other categories then. But we'll look at Brendan's strong players, and he... I don't want to say he didn't have any strong players because he did win, but he didn't have anyone that really jumped off the score sheet. Um, he had five players with at least three points led by Rupe Hintz and Anthony Sorelli, each having two goals and two assists. But besides that, there wasn't too much to really, um, to really look into there. He had a decent team effort, but uh, no one, no one with an exceptional performance. And same with goaltending. He just threw everything at the wall this week. Um, he had five <laughs> different goalies start games um, and Jonathan Quick and Darcy Kemper each getting a win. But um, And Jonathan Quick was the lone goalie to play really well, a 2.0 goals against and a 931 save percentage. But a bit of an odd victory for Brendan this week. And that's kind of why I say that that number of games played probably had a pretty big, big factor um, in deciding this matchup. For sure. And uh, looking at Jags' side, uh, once again, this one was tough as he had a few players uh, not even touch the ice. But uh, I guess we can highlight Crosby uh, with just the one assist. And it must have been at least over one game unless he had 26 faceoff wins, which would be wild. Um, but I don't think that was the case. I think that was over multiple games. Yeah, it looks like four, three games. Three, yeah. And uh, Landeskog just came up with the one assist, and we, I believe he was injured there for a bit. Um, but I think that yeah, was he, in, yeah, just the one, one game. game. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was tough to pick out. His waiver wire pickup, Gino, came in big with the 13 hits. That's what you could ask for. So uh, overall, a pretty good team effort. Um, maybe Delling with a minus four, seven shots, five hits, and three blocks. But other than that, no real sore spots. Yeah, we're still waiting for the Rasmus Dahlin breakout, but I guess that's going to have to wait for the Sabres to really improve as well. Um, Weak players for Brendan, Ryan Getzlaff, who had been a stalwart all season, three games played. We've talked about a few of the Ducks already, though, so maybe that's just an off week. Uh, uh, Getzlaff only had the one assist, minus four, six shots on goal, 23 face-off wins, seven hits, and five blocks. Ryan Johansson as well, another lock center for Brendan. Three games played, one assist, minus one, 
at one power play point, three shots on goal, 21 faceoff wins, and two hits. And I'll pick on Eric Johnson. Three games played for Colorado, and they put up a lot of points, as we've talked about already. And he didn't get in on any of the goals. He did go plus three with nine shots on goal, nine hits, and eight blocks. But you hope that you can just touch a puck at some point and get a point when you're playing on Colorado. Yeah, for sure. Um, MVP here, like if I could in a, you know, John Sebastian Zegier way, I would go with Vasilevsky, but uh, I'm going to give it to Mr. Mackenzie Wieger. Um, had a pretty good stat line here. One goal, three assists. Both those categories were tight. And uh, the five hits also came in big. Uh, so that's why I went with Mr. Wieger. Yeah, I went off the book a little bit, and I went the MVP was the difference in games between Brendan and James. <laughs> I didn't think Brendan had anyone that really screamed MVP. I thought Vassy, you're what you're right. Three games started, three wins, a 1.33 and a 938. He did everything he could. Um, I think it was a, a difference in games played that really made up the, the victory here, to be honest. No, for sure. I mean, we had what uh, goals were tied, assists were Brendan by three, and hits by three, so... Um, a lot of those are very game-based stats. So, uh, yeah, that's just how she goes sometimes. Certainly is. So we'll head over to our next matchup, which is uh, manager Michael uh, with Nelia Spigelia versus manager Matt Taylor with Stash Poppy. Um, I wonder if we might get a little avatar change here as Mr. Manager Matt lost a, a chiclet in a beer league match this week. Uh, after taking oh a swing from an opposing goalie, yeah, I, I need to get more of the story. <laughs> but um, he looks he looks absolutely great in his uh, in the mug shot. And whoever is taking the photo, I gotta assume it was Brendan. <laughs> you could see his reflection. He's still got his helmet on, still got his gloves on too. It just looks funny in the side. But anyways, uh, I digress. This was a win for uh, manager Michael eight four, and I believe he was second in the prize banana, going ten and one. Uh, whereas manager Matt T was fourth at seven three one, so another tough loss for manager Matt. Um, he did have a seven game advantage, uh, but wasn't able to capitalize on this one. Uh, he did his. It was kind of the story. I mean, I feel like Matt is always stronger in the peripherals, and Michael always has a good offensive output. And uh, manager Michael managed to just do enough in the goalie cats as well to take that. Yeah, it was really close. I, I mean, Matt T kind of dominated his categories and then Michael just barely won goals yeah. assists plus minus was close one power play point and then he got I wouldn't say lucky he's had good goalie work all all season but they really showed up for him um anyways yeah, we'll look at big, yeah he you did know. we'll look at Michael's team <laughs> and he uh again no real like a pretty even team effort um no really you know, huge contributors, especially on offense. Jonathan Taves in three games played had three assists. He was plus four, one power play point, six shots on goal, and 26 faceoff wins. And Aaron Ekblad did have a big week, though, along with uh, talking about Florida. Ekblad in three games played had one goal, five assists. He was plus five, two power play points, nine shots on goal, and seven blocks. And like you said, Marc-Andre Fleury, who I wonder if Brendan's beginning to regret dropping him after starting five different goalies last week, but <laughs> flurry with three games started three wins, a 1.32 goals against and a nine fifty seven. Heck I'm even regretting not trying harder to pick him up. I don't, I don't think, I think Michael did waiver claim him, but I don't think, I don't know if it was, it definitely wasn't hotly contested. If it, no, it wasn't, yeah, it was, it was like he, he, uh, I can't remember. I think it was right before the coaching change. And then, then he he went pretty hot there for a while, and he did have some poor weeks in between there. So we'll see if this is a, did, a permanent sure. rebound or whatnot. But uh, yeah, was was that it for uh, manager Michael? That is, yep. So looking at uh, manager Matt's side here, uh, Austin Matthews is uh, is coming back here. Three goals, one assist, uh, just one of those on the power play point, but with sixteen shots on goal and twenty two faceoff wins. Uh, Bo Horvat had 48 faceoff wins. I believe that was over four games, which he did contribute three points as well. Uh, but he is now out with COVID. And uh, our latest All Star, Mr. Kadri, coming in two goals, three assists, uh, 36 faceoff wins, 19 shots on goal. Uh, so he's he's been, you know, I thought it was going to come to an end when uh, McKinnon came back, but he keeps chugging along. So great pick there for manager Matt, and we'll see if that continues throughout the season. 
and in net, although it was just the one game, he did get a shutout. So Hellebuck, or as uh, Matt likes to call him, Hellebuck, or no, fuck, how does he say it? It's like <laughs> Hellebuyki. <laughs> it sounds like some sushi name. But anyways, uh, yeah, big shout out for him, and we'll see if Winnipeg can keep it going along. Yeah, that's uh, and the, I think there's there's we should probably look into this. There's no way anyone's beaten Matt T in faceoff wins the whole season. I guess we I can think look at I think the, he did lose. I remember stats. we we spoke about that. Um, at least it was a, on a pod last year, and by last year I mean 2021 for sure. And and he did lose one of those matchups. I think he's, at least. oh yeah, he's ten and three this season on faceoff wins. Anyways, oh, I see those. Um, I see those numbers, 178 face-off wins, and I couldn't even dream of getting that many. So um, that's a really strong, uh, really strong category for him. Kind of nice to be able to have that almost guaranteed locked up week week in, week out, but it wasn't enough here against Michael. Um, Weak players for Mike, again, kind of tough, depending on how many games people were playing, but I went with Anders Lee, only two games played. I think he was another i think he might have been a waiver claim by michael and no points minus two five shots on goal two face-off wins and two hits alex tuck as well who was picked up by michael once he was coming knew he was coming back from injury in buffalo two games played tuck had just the one assist even four shots on goal two hits and two blocks and maybe picking on him a little bit, but Jack Campbell, despite having two games started and two wins, he, you know, Michael's been used to, he's really been living the life getting starts from Campbell, only a 3.85 goals against and an 864 save percentage this week though. And he has been much better than that all season. Yeah. And looking at uh, manager Matt T side, same old story, a bit of a broken record here in terms of uh, hard to hard pick the weak ones because they played so little games, but uh, Nick Suzuki, uh, played at least two here and was pointless, minus one and just 12 faceoff wins. Um, so not the stat line you'd like to see. On a, Although it was just one game for his Vegas boys, Marcia and Smith, uh, they just combined for the two assists and not a lot else to talk home or write home about. Uh, but other than that, he had pretty solid performances from his guys, whether they were chipping in on the goals or the peripherals. Uh, but in net, besides Hellebuck, Bennington, and uh, Tristan Yari, didn't have the best of games. Um, Bennington in particular just had the one start, clearly got pulled with a 627 goals against and an 850 save. Yeah, I've read, I've heard some rumblings about whether Huso is going to start stealing more starts from Bennington. Yeah. So that'll be something to watch. Um, but yeah, pretty good performance from Matt T's team. Tough to tough to uh harp on marsh so and smith when they got two yeah. points in yeah one i guess game. two point yeah but <laughs> but uh that's i a, had to that's pick a somebody spaghetti holds a high standard we all know this of course and Hammer to the gavel. i had to go with flurry here um yeah the goalie cats i i mean maybe they well i mean goal game started and went, game started was close but um yeah there was nobody on the skater side that really stuck out as much but for sure flurry had a great performance this week he did great performance by Flurry, so Michael will love that. And with that, we'll hop to our next matchup, which must have been the close to, closest of the week, and that was Aho gave me head man, manager Jeff versus the Rat Squad, manager Drew. And I will say the Rat Squad came to play this week. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> um, definitely the closest yeah. matchup of the week. Drew squeaks out a 5-4 win over Jeff to improve to 5-8, and eight. Um, and they tied goals plus minus and goalie wins. Um, Jeff really made a surge on Sunday. Um, he tied goals in plus minus, but uh, couldn't get one more in either category to push him to at least a tie. Um, and so that would be that would be kind of kind of tough for him. He probably would have hoped to fight back and at least get the tie. And so Jeff was third yes, on is interesting. Prize, but I just said I was like, wait a minute, I need to double check my notes. But um, Jeff was third on the prize banana rankings at eight and three, and Drew was fifth at seven, three and one. So, Steele, is that the first time we've I, had? It was the first, I, that was another thing. I was like, what is happening? Um, but yeah, I think it was the first time I can remember. I think I think a lot of it was the shots and goal, faceoff, win, hits, and blocks categories were so tight between a lot of guys. Um, yeah that having just the right combo really, really helped you out. But uh, yeah, definitely the first one I can think of where the losing team had a, a not even just a, a slightly better, but a much better record, um, or at least a couple spots better. So 
uh, yeah, it was quite the intriguing factor this week. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess he just had one tie where Jeff had a win. Yeah, true. Still very, because uh, I was like, when I first read it, I was like, holy smokes, eight and three versus <laughs> seven, three and one. But then I thought about it for a second. So, um, but we'll look at Jeff's team and strong players. We will start off what I'm sure is a string of Bruins. And Taylor <laughs> Hall, four games played, one game, one goal, four assists, plus four, uh, no power play points, nine shots on goal, one faceoff win three hits and three blocks. So that's good for him coming back after a pretty cold most of the season, I think. Charlie McAvoy as well, another four games played, three games, uh, sorry, three assists plus three, three power play points, eight shots on goal, 13 hits and five blocks. And Linus Allmark, I didn't even realize that I had all three Bruins. Um, <laughs> and he was another another goalie this week with a three game started and three wins. And then the 2.31 goals against and a 9.17 save percentage. And on the other side, uh, let's keep the streak going with uh, Bergeron here. Probably one of the weaker Bruins, uh, but still had four assists, uh, one power play point, 15 shots on goal, 65 faceoff wins, uh, five hits and three blocks. And uh, his line mate here, Brad Marchand, coming in huge, uh, but six goals, four assists. Uh, plus one, five power play points, 15 shots on goal, three face-off wins, six hits, and four blocks. Um, that's one of the more impressive stat lines I think we've seen. Uh, so that was a monster week for him. And uh, in net, Sergei Bobrovsky back on the case. Three games started, three wins, a 167 and a 952 save. So uh, I think Spencer Knight's flame has officially been extinguished. We'll see if he can get it back going. But uh, for now, it's Bobrovsky's world, and we're just living in it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Florida does with Spencer Knight, such a highly touted prospect, and Bob being as um, polarizing as he is. So that's definitely, I don't know if I would want to be the GM in that situation. Um, I guess you have a great team, so never mind. But <laughs> having Bob <laughs> and Spencer Knight would be maybe a tough decision. Um, so we'll look at Jeff's weak players and start with Matt Barzal. Uh, two games played, just one goal, minus one, four shots on goal, three face-off wins, and two hits. Logan Couture as well, while Timo Meyer was, was that game last night or was it? it yeah, was the, Timo was Meyer was, week, was right? yesterday. No, it was yesterday. It was oh, yesterday, yesterday afternoon. Okay, yeah, okay. We'll, it was we'll the hold holiday that in then. the states. Yeah, we'll hold that for all the for all the eager listeners. That's a bit, bit of a. Um, we'll just have to leave that for next week. And Logan Couture, three games played, one goal, no assists, minus two, eight shots on goal, 24 faceoff wins, and two hits. Uh, but I know the Sharks were playing pretty well because Hurdle had a pretty strong week. So um, just a down week for Couture. And then I picked on Ilya Samsonov. Only one game started, but didn't get the win. A 3.09 goals against and a 9.03. And I think that Jeff was banking on maybe a little bit more out of that matchup because um, that was on Sunday, Samsonov's uh, only start, and he couldn't get the win to push Jeff back into a tie. Yeah, and on uh, manager Drew's side here, uh, we will start off with Jamie Ben. I think this was in at least three games, if not four, was pointless. Uh, plus one, seven shots on goal, 15 faceoff wins, three hits, and seven blocks. And if you are not on that top line in Dallas, you have not done shit lately. Uh, and Heiskanen <laughs> follows that trend with just the one assist, three shots on goal, three hits, and three blocks. So um, Dallas, yeah, there's clear players to own. And uh, maybe one of these days I'll receive the message on Sagan. Hasn't sunk in yet. And apparently they, they're terrible uh, when they go on the road. So uh, something to note. And besides them, uh, we'll pick on Mr. Tory. I'm sorry, no, we won't pick on Krug. I forgot he was no longer on Boston. My mistake. Um, so we will go with Tolvanen. Tolvanen? Tolvanen? I always say it wrong. But, Tolvanen, uh, I think. But... Pointless, minus two. Did have 12 hits, but uh, looking for him to pot a couple more. Yeah, he was a real... He put up a lot of points towards the end of the season last year for Nashville and hasn't done a whole lot uh, this season. But uh, I think this might be the closest MVP race that we've ever had, maybe. Closest high-profile MVP race. Let me put that put it that way. So I have to ask, did you go with Marchand or Bobrovsky? I, I had to go with Marchand here. Um, Bobrovsky obviously had a great line, and, and the goalie cats 
while they were close, they weren't, uh, I mean, he still lost game started only tied wins. Um, and I don't know if save percentage, you know, if, if Bobrovsky just had an average week, but who knows, but Marchand, that stat line is, I mean, 10 points is, is wild. Um, and those categories were, were close power play points too. He had five, like that's, that's insane. It is. And I was looking, cause I was looking at it and I thought it would be more definitive, but Brett Marchand did have over half, he had 60% of Drew's goals. So yeah. that is something <laughs> to really put into perspective. But then uh, the four assists, Drew lost assists, five power play points, Drew lost power play points, shots yeah. on goal. He had 15 Drew lost shots on goal. And then, so I think I left my decision to the live podcast. So pretty exciting. <laughs> and I have to go with Bobrovsky. Three games started, three wins, a 1.67 and a 952. If he has just one classic Bobrovsky blow-up game, I think um, I think Drew either loses or he probably loses the matchup. Yeah, you know, so very, very true, Bob. very true. I just, uh, I just couldn't couldn't say no to a, a ten game, ten point offense with uh, five power play points. But it was, either way, it was bonkers. Two Our extremely strong performers. Um, they definitely handled the absences of Dougie Hamilton and uh, RNH. Um, and you know what? I think I said this one was going to be a tie, and then I said it was Jeff going to win. Uh, so obviously, it was the one that I did not say happening. Uh, but congrats to manager Drew on the victory. Yeah, and quickly, I should quickly mention that Jeff did have a seven games played advantage on Drew here. I didn't quite see that until now, but uh, all the more reason for Marchand to just go eight mode and um, put the team on his back. Indeed, indeed. And on to our final, I believe, our final matchup here uh, with manager Mitch with Rafi Rockets versus manager Ryan with Stammer Time. Uh, this one was a win 6-4 for manager Mitch. Uh, in terms of prize banana they were very close uh well only only in ranking perhaps not in record uh manager mitch was four six and one coming in at eighth and manager ryan led the pack of one eight and twos uh coming in at nine i think he had yeah he had his one win and two ties against you guys um but yeah so this was another uh, close one here. Game started and wins were tied. Save percentage was different by only 0. 0.003. Uh, goals against was 0. 0.12. So this this was really a matchup that could have gone either way. Shots on goal only two different. Um, so yeah, a bunch of close close categories for sure. Yeah, very close. Um, a very close matchup and tough for Ryan. I know he's um, he's been. A- you know, down a little bit over the last few weeks. Like he's not super, <laughs> super happy with the way his team's performing. And in 10th, I can't, I can't necessarily blame him, but uh, still some time to turn it around. But I know his confidence is a little bit low. Um, we'll look at Mitch's team here, the strong performers. And it went with Braden Point and Robert Thomas. <clears throat> Excuse me. Braden Point, each of them had three games played. And Point w- went uh, two goals, one assists, plus one. Two power play points, 11 shots on goal, 19 face-off wins, a hit, and two blocks. And Robert Thomas, two goals, one assist, plus three, four shots on goal, and 13 face-off wins. And then Kale McCarr, after such a disastrous start to the season, where I wonder if Mitch can't, can't have helped but wonder, did I make a mistake taking him in the first round, I think? Right. I think I, I yeah, I think it was McCarr and then Point. Uh but he was he was at the very end, I think. So so yeah, yeah but still in that range. And McCarr in three games played with one goal, five assists, plus five, two power play points, twelve shots on goal, six hits, four blocks, and the best edge work that I may have ever seen. He is <laughs> incredible with those uh those in and out edge work. I don't even know what you call them, but they are sweet. Yeah, no, he uh, had a highlight goal. I think that was last week, if not if before, but still uh, he's really come on with points. Uh, Mitch is obviously hoping that the peripherals can keep coming along as well. Uh, for manager Ryan, uh, I think we've mentioned him a few times here. Steven Stamkos continues uh, a nice little bounce back season. Even though he, he was serviceable last season, he just wasn't uh, elite, you could say, with two goals, three assists, uh, plus four, two of those on the power play points. Uh, five shots on goal, 16 face-offs, and a few hits and two blocks. And uh, I guess it doesn't matter if you get bumped off line one in Boston as long as you're still on the power play, as uh, Pasternak had five goals, two assists, 
four of those on the power play, 19 shots on goal and one faceoff win. So uh, he got to participate in the party that was Boston, the Boston Tea Party. Oh, I was right there. I missed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Kreider uh, uh, keeps chugging along. He had three more goals. And uh, Freddie Freddy, Freddy Anderson, Carolina, two games started, just the one win and a 286 and a 921 which doesn't seem that great, but he was the only goalie in this matchup to be above 900. So, uh, and that came in clutch. Yeah, I'll take a 286 and a 921 from my goalie <laughs> any day. Um, you want Carter Hart for Frederick Anderson, Ryan? Um, we, can, we can talk offline. But um, yeah, pretty a decent week for Ryan. What was I just looking at? Something, oh yeah, Ryan picked up Jeff Petrie. That has to yeah. go. <laughs> that has to be discussed. Jeff Petrie after just being abysmal all season. I was like looking, I was like, why does he have no games played or points or anything? Jeff Petrie, oh my goodness. So I wish the best for Ryan. Maybe him and Petrie are a match made in heaven and they can turn around each other's seasons. Um, we we would love to see it. We're, we're big, uh, big fans of Stammer Time. But uh, weak performers for <laughs> Rafi Rockets and uh, manager Mitch. Um, Claude Giroux, I know the Flyers struggles well, but in two games played, no points, even five shots on goal, 25 faceoff wins, a hit and a block. And Jordan Stahl, who I'm glad I didn't take him this year. Might have been one of, might have been my best pick last year. He was phenomenal yeah. last season, but he's really. I mean, he is, he's old, so I'm not surprised that he might be dropping off a bit. Um, two ga- only two games played, so can't be too harsh, but no points, minus one, seven shots on goal, 15 face-off wins, five hits and a block. And Mitch's goalies overall were pretty bad. Um, I can barely fathom how he managed to ta- like uh, beat save percentage for Ryan when Ryan had Frederick Anderson going. Um, Saros with three games started, one win, 3.62 and an 898 save percentage. Uh, Uko Peko Lukonen, I think that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, one game started, 6.00 goals against in a 778. And Mrazek with a one game started, 2.09 goals against in an 889 save percentage. So no one above 900, as you mentioned before. And on the weak side for manager Ryan, and you know what? I think I might have discovered his issue. He's got three Seattle Kraken players, and um, honestly, I'm not sure how many Kraken players are fantasy relevant, but uh, Alex Wenberg, I think this was in four games, just had the one goal. I, I believe he's primarily there for face-off wins. He had 24, but just two hits and two blocks. Uh, Adam Larson was pointless, uh, minus four, did have the nine hits and five blocks, but that's not exactly insane numbers for four games played for somebody who's supposed to uh, be a be a banger leader on your team. And in net, uh, Grubauer, two games started, no wins, a 4-11 and an 864. And Robin Leonard, one game started, no win, a 277, which, you know, is serviceable, but a 833 save. So, uh the the crease situation is is rather perilous for him which is interesting we were talking so highly of it earlier in the season like yeah i mean anderson is still good and the golden knights are still a good team so i wouldn't be too concerned but i would be in the basement of this league if i hadn't traded demko for grubauer before the season started (laughs) grubauer is ranked for some reason my computer's not working but he's like ranked in the high 500s or the low 600s um 632 that is with a 331 goals against and an 882 save percentage on the season. That is crazy. So feel yeah. kind of bad for Grubauer after playing so well um, for Colorado um, last season, but it's a tale as old as time. Goalie playing well uh, behind a team that is, you know, really, really strong. And then they go to a weaker team and they, they just can't, uh, can't hold the fort. Yeah, somebody who has uh, always had an affinity to my Homer team goalies. Uh, my season took off last year once I dropped Corpusalo, and I have not regretted dropping Elvis yet. So, Ryan, perhaps it's time to move on from Mr. Grubauer as uh, there's nothing quite like getting torpedoed by your by your home team's goalie. Yeah, he's got to pick up Dreger, right? That's probably the next step. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, why, who'd you have not? for who'd you have for MVP here? Uh, excellent question. Um, I struggled with this one, but I think I had to go with Makar. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Did you see? Else? <laughs> I heard a little. I heard a little question mark at the. Well, it was. I had it was to like, go with I mean, Makar. Makar. I mean, yeah. I guess uh, six points is great, and nobody else really stuck out. Um. So yeah, yeah. I uh, Makar proven once again. He's a freaking star. Yep, Makar the star. I. I mean, you could argue potentially like Gudas or something for those thirteen hits, but Makar with the uh, five assists. Yeah, he had he had a great week. Yeah. All right, so that is all of our matchups. It's nice to do them do them in the regular style here. Uh, we'll do a quick look ahead. Uh, first matchup up is yours truly, manager Nelly Spaghetti, or sorry, manager Steele with Team Nelly Spaghetti, uh, versus manager Mitch with Rafi Rockets. Uh, this was the Timo Meyer game where he sets the San Jose franchise record with five goals in one game, mostly two periods. Um, nothing like turning on. Oh, he's got nine goals already. Fucking hell. He does. Uh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> Just took your breath away. Well, on, I think on, I knew on, that on too. Eh, but, uh, yeah. Um, so who you got here? <laughs> <laughs> he asked with a heavy heart and a, a hopeful tone. But um, I mean, the good, the good news is you had a strong goalie uh, start. You've got a strong goalie start so far. Um, oh, nice. It's not a million against Carter yeah, Hart. Just, just so one far. one right now for Carter Hart. And and Ottinger's verified starter against yeah. Montreal tonight, which could one be tumble. could bode well for you. And uh, oh, Kemper's out, so I'll get the starts Calgary. there. Interesting. So that'll be He is. Yeah. I think that'll be a high so scoring is, affair. That's I think so. And right now Mitch has you by four games played. Um that's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough to overcome that five goal game from Timo Meyer. That's a lot uh only six shots on goal uh i think just based on the numbers we've seen already i'm gonna have to go with mitch um i hate to do it but absolute uh, heartbreak over here i'm I'm Uh, hoping that this fires you up to uh to you know go to the the big come i would call it a comeback victory already if he had someone score five (laughs) goals in the first in the first like game that you had played that's just crazy yeah it will be uh a good one here. Um, manager Matt Taylor has been on me to uh, pick myself to be the loser. And you know what? I might've done it had my co-host not thrown me under the bus, but I'm going <laughs> to believe in my boys. Uh, they're going to come through for me. Uh, most unlikable player in the league. Mr. Uh, Dry Seidel is uh, hopefully going to uh, come back to start playing some games here. Did you see that uh, interview? I didn't. I was just going to say, I, I, who thinks Dry Seidel yeah. is unlikable? Uh, manager Brendan does. So, uh, uh, there was an interview. Um, he was asked, like, you know, everything's going wrong for your team, essentially, but what's what's the one thing that's going the most wrong? And he's like, everything is. And the guy was like, can you elaborate on that? And he dries out. was like, no, you can do that. Um, and then the interviewee asks why he's so pissy. <laughs> and it just gets worse <laughs> from there. Uh, yeah, it was Matheson. But, uh, yeah, very interesting. Um, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was pretty... You know, you, you, if you're digging on a guy whose team's getting absolutely mollywopped, you would uh, anticipate more hostile reaction. But we'll see what happens. I would love for him to get back on the ice and scoring because otherwise, that's my my number one star. But oh man, Risto with five hits already, love it. Anyways, um, yeah, I'll go with myself and uh, to the surprise of everybody. And uh, but it will be a good one versus manager Mitch. <laughs> The surprise of everyone and to the surprise of no one. Um, <laughs> yeah, Drysaddle's a beast. I was surprised to see he fell out of number one in the league. I don't even know who's number one overall right now, but um, which I probably should. It must have happened just recently because I feel like he was one by on like he was Sunday one for a while. Yeah, yeah, but I think the lack of games played, especially everyone in the Canadian market. But um, so we'll go. We'll look at the next matchup, which is yours truly. Um, the real slim Brady versus the red hot, or should I say orange hot gritty. Um, Danny has been on fire and he's doing his best again um, to start this matchup. Um, and so who do you, who do you have your steal? Well, oh my goodness. He didn't start return Kyle the favor. Connor. Oh no, Danny got to start these guys here. Did he have the option to, Oh, I would have started him over Fairby. Anyways, uh, yeah, so he's losing that goal and assist and power play point from Connor off the bat. But uh, you know who is facing you this week? 
manager Danny, but also Mr. Ovechkin, who you had some strong words for at the uh, start of this season. Who already got one goal, Versia. Versia. Um, oh, gosh. You know what? Yeah, fine. I'll return the favor. Bullet for bullet, <laughs> manager Danny going to get his third win in a row. Uh, he's just uh, making a laugh in stock of the league, and uh, I love it. If if Danny beating me is what it takes for Evander Kane to sign, so <laughs> <laughs> I will happily fight that bullet. I've been sitting on him for over a month, I'm sure, um, but that's that's neither here nor there at the moment. Who's who are we looking at next year, Steel? After we both just uh, taking shots at each other. Uh, let's go with the second one up on the block, which is uh, manager Matt T. Stash Poppy versus uh, manager Neil with back spasms. Yeah, and this will be an interesting matchup. I mean, Neil's already off to a hot start. Um, well, a hot start in net, which we're used to from him. Um, Sorokin, well, I guess Sorokin. Uh, oh no, he did win. I, I was looking at the one-one versus Philly and thought he hadn't uh, done no, too it's, much it's, yet. But it's Varlamov right now. That yeah. was that was yesterday. So, although yeah, Neil's put up. Um, he's got a lot of games left to play. So, if as long as he starts his players, which I, sometimes he might not do, I think you know what I'll go well, off he book needs, here yeah. a little bit and I'll go off book a little bit and take Neil and see if he can upset the darling of the. Um, power rankings. You have the uh, the prize banana, the one uh, the the constant bride made here. Um, yeah, it looks like he needs to activate Mister uh, Slave Slavin 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 Slavin. I think, um, and he does have some drop candidates to make that happen, or he could just switch him out with Palat. That would be the smart move to do. But uh, Bo Horvat and Tage Thompson. I think Tage Thompson just wasn't allowed to come to Canada because he had a positive test in the last ten days. Uh, so I don't know how long their Canadian road trip is. Buffalo's pretty close, so it might just be a short one. Uh, but Horvat hurts uh, both those guys. Actually, Horvat definitely hurts in the face-offs. I don't think Tage is anything to write home about in that category. Uh, but you know what? I will. I like it. We're picking the underdogs this week. Uh, manager Neil coming in, led by yeah, his I goalies. He, his goalies and his... So his top heavy roster with Rantanen and Barkov. Um, so it should be a strong week from him. Uh, so next on the list here, we've got DJ Zabanajad versus Nelia Spigalia, matchup of the two of the highest ranked players in the league overall. Brendan trying to keep that uh, f- lockdown on first. He is currently losing seven to two versus Michael, um, who is eight. Michael's eight. Holy shit. In, Sorry. In third. <laughs> Carolina's got five, what... five goals in the first period on Rask. Oh my goodness! <laughs> There's no way he was and, in for all five. Oh, he has been. Uh, he, has, he has been. Yeah. Oh, uh, I is need this to look his first game? Chats on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the no, comments they're all they're all like, "Oh, he's finally back." <laughs> he, he did play a game against. He Philly had a good game. Yeah, a good game against Philly. Yeah, yeah but, I guess. Uh, uh, oof, that is something. I man, I, I don't think Svetch had a uh, whatever. Anyways. Um, <laughs> who we got here in this battle of the uh, the the top ranked teams here, one and three. Um, man, that is their goalies have, are both terrible. Both so shit in the bed, yeah. No, no, like so, it's a pretty much anyone's game. Um, what are their what's the game totals? Brendan Brendan's got fourteen on Michael. What the heck? Where is Brendan getting all these games? <laughs> Um, I mean, same as last week. I can't, I can't argue with a 14 game play difference. Maybe Michael hasn't started all of his, um, see, it looks like he's he's got his guys going. It looks like he's got everyone going. Um, so Brendan just has a, a ton of games this week. So I like, yeah, I feel like every time we talk about it, he's always on the, the high end. Like he's played 11 and he's got 54 remaining. Michael's played 12 and he's got 39 remaining. Like I, I can't choose against those, just the statistics of that. Hey, I hear you. I, I, I'm, I'm going to, and Barbashev has got four points. Yeah. You know, uh, I will go along with you and call this for a, a victory for our uh, league leader right at the moment. Uh, yeah. I, d- I hate to say it because I'd love to come back up into first there, but um, I guess Michael losing is almost just as good if i can stay in second <laughs> so we'll we'll see i guess it's if there as long as there's a loser maybe i'll be somewhat yeah, happy we'll, this week 
Well, those buy spots are are very critical. We've only had one champion uh, to not be uh, ranked one two at the end of the season. There you go. It was Numbers don't lie. Anyways, Which uh, well, it was me. <laughs> me. Okay. You were. I think you uh, weren't you first uh, last. last I, time? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, I was just like when yours truly. Uh, if I someone know, else I says that it. to me, I'm gonna have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> Uh, so we'll head on to manager Jeff with Aho gave me headman versus uh, manager Jake's big cat Vassy. Wow. Um, I had the order wrong, but uh, I forgot and only remembered halfway through. So uh, this is the eighth versus the seventh in standing. So very close. Uh, I think both uh, are fighting hard here. We'll see if Jake's pick up on the waiver wire can continue coming through. Uh, who do you got? It's a lot of points already in this matchup. Two goals, seven and assists yeah. each. Mm-hmm. So they're really tight. Um, Jags has had strong goalie play from James Reimer. And he's got Peterson and Vasilevsky head-to-head tonight. Um, no real games. Jags has a two-games-played advantage. I will take, I'll take Jags here to put a little bit of wiggle room between seventh and eighth at the moment. But I think this is a close matchup and tough to call. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see here. I think Jags is going to have a strong advantage in the goalie categories. Um, I know Rask is shitting the bed, so Allmark might have uh, more starts than than originally thought with Rask, but who knows as it's early days there. Uh, Vassy already had a strong game. I, I assume that was Vassy. If not, then awesome awesome for him. Um, so I'm going to go with manager Jags as well to uh, try to get into that final playoff spot. Man, who's got all these goals if Trocek isn't even a positive? And Carolina's got like, five like, goals. Is it got to be Sveshnikov's like... got an assist. Oh, Teravainen, Kutkaniemi, Seth Jarvis, Derek Stepan. Yeah, I guess Carolina's just firing on yeah, all cylinders. Got two. I can't believe Rask is still in the game. We'll see if he starts the second. It started yet? No, it hasn't started yet. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if I've ever seen. I don't know if I've ever seen a five eighty three save percentage after a whole period. And he's probably like, I'm going back to Finland. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen fifteen because, like, you know, very rarely is it uh, so round in terms of not getting pulled on out of play. But anyways, uh, we'll head to our final one, which is, I believe, Manager Drew with the Rat Squad versus Manager Ryan with Stammer Time. Uh, Manager Drew just came from a a nice win, and Manager Ryan, I believe, just lost, right? Yes, he did. So who we got coming in here, ninth and 10th? Yeah, another another close matchup, I think. Um, I would love to see Ryan turn the tables a little bit. You hope to think that Frederick Anderson gets the win tonight, which would be uh, good for him. But you know what? I will go with Ryan. Um, Let's hope hope that he does well. Um, But it could it's a toss up. Ninth and tenth, exact same record. Drew's coming off a week where he just scratched for a victory. Um, If Brad Marchand can do what he did last week, then he'll be ranked one in the league before long. Yeah, I, I'm not sure you can uh, rely on one of your offensive players to have 60% of your goals and close to 30% of your overall points. Um, so, you know, you take that away and, and we'll see what happens. But uh, I will I'll take Manager Drew because I still haven't heard from Manager Ryan on any of the shit I've talked to him over the pod. So perhaps he <laughs> hasn't listened yet. Uh, so we'll, we'll go with Manager Drew. Uh, until uh, until otherwise until Ryan contacts me, pretty much. But uh, that is our recap here. Do we have any final thoughts before uh, enjoying the rest of the week? I'll, one, I'll say one thing that I I found out who's number one overall, and it's my apparent arch nemesis, Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> <laughs> so he's coming for me this week. Um, you know, I'm not even sure really... that guy's worth a second. Like I tell you, over the over the hill. Honestly, I was yeah, I was thinking like back of the tenth round, I might be able to sneak him from the rest <laughs> of you guys. But he's got the same number of points as Drysidle: twenty six yeah. goals, twenty eight assists each. He's, that is bonkers. Been, he's been turning it, it's and wild. only like thirteen it. power play points. Like, who is this guy? Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know anybody who doesn't like Ovechkin. Um, 
<laughs> I love Ovechkin. That's I just didn't saying. know if he was. I just didn't know if he was worth a <laughs> worth a first rounder this year. But that is funny. He's got money on the board. He knows he's playing me this week. So um, yeah, guy, let's, let's guy just rejuvenates my love of the game every time I watch him play. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully, uh, Drysaitel can take back his number one spot and maybe uh, warm up Brendan's heart a little. But uh, I doubt it as the Oilers hate is fairly strong there. Uh, but thanks for listening, guys. I thought that was a pretty good pod. 25 in, you know, hopefully uh, we, we get to the 100 mark. How wild would that be? But That would be uh, anyways, crazy. I would love it. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get oh, there. My goodness. I'm just thinking of all the merchandise we can do. We can get little patches for everybody's, like, you know, rivalry weeks. Oh. Anyways, I digress. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>